0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster whose voice I've never been de- de- described as like like the sweet sounds of a two-stroke engine. Uh, but I like I'd say, well, d-, you say, which engine would you compare your voice to, Scoots? I'd say, well, two. I'd say like a two-stroke engine. Those are usually like small. What those things called? They're not, you don't, you, like, like a lawnmower or, uh, some other, uh, like, like outdoor equipment. I mean, one day i prefer, I prefer, I mean, personally, I prefer battery operated, uh, those, uh, those things, but, uh, I'm just, like you say. was the only podcaster who strives to be, to, 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 to uh, to have a subtextual tone of a two stroke engine, some, you know, in a distance when you're lying in grass looking at the blue sky and the clouds then it's pretty good i mean that's my personal opinion you know when you're lying there under a tree warm summer breeze maybe a lemonade and off you know maybe 2.5 miles away someone's mowing the lawn and you say oh boy shoes off oh man that's what i try to recreate with the show really and if you're confused you're you uh you're in for a treat. You'll be more confused in a minute because it's time for Sleep With Me podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed and turn out the lights and press play. I'm gonna do the rest, and here is what I'm going to attempt to do. Just so you know, you know, I'll give you a little heads up. Uh, I'm gonna to try to take. I don't normally say that, so now, of course, I got mixed up. Up all night tossing. Sorry about this. I tried to. I guess I tried something different. Uh, but you know, we all we all trip and stumble. Up all night tossing. Sorry, my name is can If you're all sleep, welcome to sleep with me, the podcast, which is like we do as a bedtime story. What part did I get mixed up on? I don't know if you all heard that. Uh, you, you trouble getting sleep. I'll just start again. Hey, about, uh, like, uh, second chances? You, you're the best. Thanks so much for that second chance. Are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. Uh, this is Sleep With Me, podcast to put you to sleep. We do it's a bedtime story. Before I get distracted, again, I think that's where I get mixed up. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. That could have also been the moment I get mixed up. You know more than me. You're you're definitely in a, uh, I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Whether it's, you know, thoughts, repetitive thoughts. Uh. Uh, or thoughts about the past, present, or future, feelings, anything coming up for you emotionally or you're experiencing physically, Uh, travel or potential travel, changes in time or temperature. Uh, Here's one that I don't bring up too much, but scents and smells. Uh, I mean, senses, of course, but uh, I guess smell is a sense. But I meant sense, but that's hard to enunciate on a sleep podcast because I don't want to, you know, uh, you don't really pop your T's. But I don't want you don't know, want it to 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 too much too much with the T's, right? it so, was so. Whatever's keeping you, I'm here to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to do is I have this safe place, and I don't know if you can sense it, but I'm making circular motions with my hands now. Because I want to, you know, I'm smoothing and patting this safe place. I'm rubbing it down, and I'm saying "safe place," you know, just like it, like I was in, a, you know, just like if I got some '90s R&B. To, to, maybe that's playing somewhere in the distance, uh, if you wish. Uh, I'm also going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Pointless meanders. I think you've caught a couple of those superfluous tangents. I'm going to go off topic, but here's the thing. I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff, to be a friendly voice here. And if you're new, of course, you, you, you need a little bit more information. You may be doubtful. You may be skeptical. You may have that a uh, f- face that is common to a lot of Sleep With Me listeners uh, which could be, you know, you could say, did that person just have a sour patch or a lemon? Or uh, are they are they experiencing consternation or whatever? Uh, uh, consternation. They look, You look consternated. And you say, I'm sorry, what? They say, yeah, I guess that's not, no one ever says that. They say consternation. But they never say, oh boy, did you look, you know, I looked at you across. Because that's probably the look on my face a lot of times. Here's a question. Is consternation like a stern, stern version of con- con- concentrating, you know, I mean, I, I wish I, like, I don't look up words normally when I'm doing the intro because it's like kind of like you're concentrating, but you're in my case, your my brow and my forehead are fur. you know, it's like a triple furrow up there. You know, say, "How'd you get your crow's feet, Scoots?" And I say, "Well, you know, I mean, which which tail would you like me to spin? Generally, uh, like a kind a stern version of concentration. Like the, you, no one ever says you look concerned, but uh, because no, I may even be the original word may not even exist that I think I'm using. Uh, but yeah, like oh no, these ones those are from I had a Sour Patch kit. That's why. Uh, so." What was my point? Oh, if you're new, uh, you may be experiencing some of that because it's natural. I mean, when you come to a sleep podcast, maybe you heard about it, maybe someone told you about it. Uh, you're expect- it's tough to have an expectation for a goofy sleep podcast. That's what I make. So welcome to sleep with me. So I want to give you some information just in case, because maybe this is, I hope this is a podcast for you and that it can put you to sleep or that you're a regular listener. And you're mildly amused at once again, me describing this, uh, but trying to, you know, I don't think I've talked about con- consternation before. Maybe it's concerned, overly concerned, stern concentration, the consternation. There you go. That's what it like, uh, if I was, if I had a call in show, it'd be called consternation nation. You say, okay, hold on. We got a caller from, uh, well, no, they're still thinking about their call. Okay. We got another go oh, no. Uh, they said they need a minute, uh, you know, they're working their jaw and thinking about what they're going to say. Concer- they're concerned. Okay. So we don't have any calls here on consternation. Everyone's so we'll be back after this break. Uh, so if you're new, uh, here's a couple of things to know. I really want to help you fall asleep. That's the most important thing, but also this podcast doesn't work for everybody. And I'm being totally honest, like, I hope it works for you. Like I said, most listeners say it took two or three tries before they became, like, they said, oh, okay, this show is like, a re- like it's weird and it doesn't make any sense. Like, I kind of try, I try to decon, I mean, I'm really trying to deconstrate things because you say, okay, uh, I'm not going to, like, I'm going to go off topic. That's one thing. So the podcast is best confu- con- confused or consumed in a way that's a little bit looser than when we're doing that stern concentration with the other word that I thought of concerned con- concerned and stern concentration but so it sounds like when i list my hobbies and on, and uh, on profiles no wonder nobody so uh so we're trying to like get through that i'll tell you some info i 'm here to keep you company okay so so get listen to it a few tries and see how it goes is what most regular listeners say uh but so here's a couple other things so this is a podcast you can consume loosely If you try to pay attention too much it'll really get on your nerves i've gotten that message from people that don't listen to the show. Or that listened took a year break and then came back and became regular listeners. So it's kind of like a, a dilemma uh, that ideally you see your way through, uh, and the show eventually grows on you. Uh, obviously, I'm not a great marketer, but so that's one thing. You might not like the show, but still give it a few tries. Like who who like if someone came from outer space and. We kind of told them about, you know, like a lot of things we enjoyed, but not everything, you know, the 10 minute version. They said, Hey, what's some good stuff about humanity? say like, uh, compassion, empathy, ice cream, uh, hugs, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, I don't know what you call it on your planet, but you know, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, other stuff, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff, uh, like hubba hubba, that's what hubba, hubba, bubba gum. That was once a good thing. It might still be around. I'm not sure. And then eventually, what if you then gave them a sour patch kid, right? They wouldn't know. I mean, I'm projecting here, or fictionalizing things, but they'd say, "They'd would say, what did you just give me? I thought I came here in peace to learn about what's good. And you, if you knew what to say, you say, hold on, give it a minute, uh, Fran, uh, Furon uh, you know, give it a few minutes. You'll eventually, well, oh boy, we didn't check for if your taste buds are the same as ours. Oh, they are. I've, uh, simulated your taste buds. Oh, then give it a few minutes. And, and then I think you'll realize that, uh, Sour sour patch kids or sour patch, whatever, tend to grow on you. I guess that was a long-winded way of saying, see if that method applies for sleep with me if you're new. So that's one thing. Also, this podcast really isn't here to put you to sleep. It's here to keep you company as you drift off. The reason the shows are about an hour is to give you plenty of time. And if you can't sleep for some reason... Uh, I'm here for you. These episodes are complete. From start to finish, I'm here to keep you company, awake or asleep. So those are two things. Structurally, this is way too late to tell you this, but so show here's just so for future knowledge. Uh, uh, show starts off with business or, or a little teaser, we call it. Then like the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, yada, 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 business. Uh, Then an intro, then business, then tonight will be our Good Place coverage, and then some thank yous at the show. And that's how we're able to keep this coming out to you twice a week uh, on a regular basis uh, at no cost to the listeners whenever you need it. So that's the structure of the show, but also structurally, you see the intro... Time-wise, the intro takes up so it shows about an hour. Ideally, when I record the, the the good place part, is like fifty minutes. When I record it, probably gets trimmed down to forty-five minutes, or maybe it's like it, or something like that. Then there's an intro, which ideally I record uh, somewhere between twelve and twenty minutes, and then that gets trimmed down, and then the business is tucked in on those sides of that, and. The reason the intro, though, can throw people off, the intro's around 12 to 20 minutes of me just kind of rambling pointlessly uh, for a couple of reasons. One, so you kind of know, you get a sense of the show, and you say, okay, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I kind of barely don't get it, and I guess that's the kind of thing. Or you at least get a feel for the, like I said at the beginning of the show, those creaky, dulcet tones, like a two-stroke engine. And the Pointless Meanders. Uh, but it really the intro gives the listeners, regular listeners that enjoy it, uh, a chance to get ready for bed or to get comfortable in bed. It gives you like 10, 15, 15, 20 minutes to wind down. So there's no pressure to fall asleep. But it's like the show becomes part of your getting comfortable. You know, Maybe you're doing a little something. You're listening to the show. Maybe you're doing... Some you know like a a puzzle, or you're drawing, or you're just sitting, or you're petting your pets, or just relaxing. You don't even have to, you know, you don't have to keep your eyes closed. Yeah, you you could, but you could just be looking up. Maybe you could. You're adjusting your fans. Some people are getting ready for bed, and then two to four percent of people they start to show around twenty minutes, and they just listen from there. Uh, So kind of see how it goes if you're new. Just uh, the main thing is. The intro is supposed to be barely fun for, for for regular listeners. You say, oh, it's familiar, and it's uh, barely entertaining and fun in a good way. Scoots, I love almost laughing at your nearly completed jokes. And I say, well, we get each other for sure. So that's the structure of the show. Uh, the reason I make the show is because I've been there. I know how it feels. I have uh, last night, believe it or not, uh, was the first night I slept in my own bed in like, uh, I don't even know, like it, over two weeks, I think like, uh, what's two, maybe even like three weeks. And it kind of was like, I was tired and I was very excited uh, to sleep in my own bed. And I think I overhyped it. Cause I like, like to, you know, this is what I try to do with the show. No pressure. I'm going to be here for an hour. Cause I get like, kind of when you think something's going to happen, you, you see, I kept waiting for it to happen. I got in my bed and I said, oh, well. I mean, my bed couldn't have felt too good about it. So I like, if it was a pet, it'd be like, I missed him so much. Can't wait for him to, you know, come and, uh, move around my pillows and move him around some more and then put one over his head and then tuck one under his arm and toss and turn and do his whale breach move, which is one of my moves. Uh, usually it's like, uh, when I'm trying to get the covers from somebody else, so that's not an issue right now, but like, uh. Like where I stay asleep and I jump up and I twist in the air to roll some covers up, it just like a breaching whale looks exactly like that. Uh, what was I talking about though? Oh my bed. Ba- so but then it wasn't the idyllic situation. Eventually I got to sleep. Not NBD, N- N- but uh, I guess I probably owe my bed an apology tonight. I said, man, I don't remember this uh, not like like when I was in these other places. Uh, I guess because they also got adjusted to sleeping in the other places I'd been sleeping in. And none of them were optimized. Well, I was in a hotel for like four nights recently. And, and it, it, that room I could get pretty dark. And I, actually, I could get it cold. So that was pretty decent. uh it wasn't quiet, but it had the other ones, uh, darkness and coolness. So anyway, what was my point? Oh, I've been there even recently. So uh, that's why I make the shows to try to help. Uh, Cause I know how it feels. I also truly believe you do deserve a good night's sleep and you know, your life will be a little bit better or a lot better if you get the rest you deserve and you need. And I'm happy to be a part of that if it's possible. So if you're new, give the show a few tries. You get, I mean, really, I don't think you have anything to lose. Uh, I mean, if you don't, you don't need to listen anymore. Uh, but I really hope it works for you. I really, really appreciate you coming by. All my regular listeners, uh, here you go. Let me talk, and new listeners, of course. Let me talk you in. What do you want me to do with your feet? Okay. How about that? Okay. What about, should I push this under your calf there? Okay. All righty. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive. I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a few ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody. Awesome, huh? All right, everybody scoots. We're talking about uh, the good place here. I'm still actually loading up. I just started to start recording while I'm still prepping. Uh, Why? I don't know why, but uh, I just said, hey, let's start talking. And actually, already the uh, episode is a plan. It opens in the like bank-like uh, lobby of the the place that is not so good. And actually, I'm on my notes from you've changed, man. So I got to change my notes uh, Monday same I write uh, open office. There's somewhere between 26 and 28 desks uh, uh, there in... Of course, there's a bank vault in the background. There's some books on desks. There's old-fashioned adding machines. A lot of uh, the old steel-style furniture. You know, I used to. In, in, once upon a time, I had a job where I would have to uh, put in. Ergon- I would install ergonomic workstations for people. Nothing like knowing where you uh, when you, you climb under people's desks at work for a living. Uh, you say, "Well, I know where." Where where I where, like uh, but uh, this one yeah a lot of metal desks is that a kitty cat on that one desk? Uh, some people are working fi- What do they call these things? Philofaxes or however you look up phone numbers. Rolodexes. Uh, the, the actual the probably the original Rolodex. Metal adding machines. Desk lamps. Um, there's some books or ledgers on desks. And some bad places, employees were talking about, hey, there's no one, no humans coming in. It's kind of bored. It's not the same. Uh, then a bad Janice's special meeting. Uh, everybody has a laugh. Then they go into co- the conference room, the one we've seen from the web series and other things. Also, there is nice sunlight coming in, or some sort of light coming into the workplace. Not enough that I would say it makes the workplace good. Oh, what was that? I just noticed somebody was playing at something at their desk there. Uh, I may have to pause it, but uh, like some light. Yeah, so one of the uh, workers in the background, it, like, seems like he has a cat toy he's playing with. Uh, on his desk, a little bit like one of those volleyballs on a string. But anyway, they go into the conference room. A few of the bad place workers and they walk in. The first thing you see is like plans on an east easel, and then it's a conference room. On the left side wall of the conference room are some green computer type screens. One has bathroom icons. I don't know if that symbolizes uh, a Jason uh, Tahani. Uh, 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 cheaty and Eleanor are not and then there's a radar there's some printing Michael and Janet and Sean are there as well and the good place people actually think that the humans got caught they go oh good Uh, and Michael says no 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 I'm your your boss now and then Sean can barely get out that they're going to be working together a uh, nice tie and pocket square on uh, Michael, by the way. Really like a pop on that po- pocket square that pops. And nice colors in his tie. I'm not sure if it's fish. It might be koi. Uh, I'm not being koi, but the kois, it could be a Michael's tie. And uh, there's a, like, Sean doesn't like saying they go, Hey, your hand selected first bad place architects to learn the new system. New system. Uh, it's already work. Already works. Uh, this is the way it's always been done. Then Tahani points out the uh, danger of that statement. Uh, but the good place people to take it literally. Uh, so you know some uh, some things. Then it opens chapter fifty, uh, which is Mondays. I'm right. Then we're in the file room with uh, Chidi and Eleanor. And the computers there have a, a file for every human in the bad place, which is pretty much every human. And Jason's there too. I think they have to look up, uh, uh, like they say, well, what are we going to do with all this information? These are like some old school one piece computers too, you know, cause Eleanor wants to look up stuff about, uh, uh, you know, past humans, uh, past presidents behaviors, uh, But they say, okay, well, Michael's trying to get to train the architects. So our job is to find the first thousand humans to be the test people, like people that will sail through it so we can build confidence in the system. And they say, okay, like the people with the highest point totals or greatest hardships, uh, and what about just the best people who ever lived? Those are some gimmies. So then Jason lists some of his favorites, uh, which is hilarious. Including a genie right after Jazzy Jeff, which was interesting because uh Will Smith played a genie and was in, you know, with DJ Jazzy Jeff. uh Jason says, Yeah, come on. Uh, then he lists even more people and he says, Okay, let's call it a day. He goes out, uh, uh leaves, uh, um who's that? Eleanor and Cheetie uh, alone. Kool Aid Man. That was one of them. I had to say somebody. Uh, then we're back in the conference room, uh, they say, okay, look, I'm going to give out Tahani, uh, Tahani, I, I, Jamil's, uh, they say, oh, geez, uh, Michael says, I'm going to hand out Tahani's, uh, uh, file. She's a test subject, uh, and they get an idea, uh, no one really is excited, uh, then, uh. They say, you know, Jesus isn't going to be easy for them. Uh, Michael Michael gets really enthusiastic. He says, they're having to learn the whole new system. You know, you know, they're setting their ways, but this is the fun part, the work. And, you know, no matter what happens, we're putting in a, brighter, uh, you know, a better, brighter future. Then Phil says, you know what, I don't want to work here. Uh, he was in the performative wokeness department uh, and a lot of fun, funny jokes there. Uh, fills out. Then we have Jason reading his own file. He's cracking up, uh, to Eleanor talking about siphoning car boat, uh, always got that gas. The way he says it is the best. Uh, you could watch that a thousand times over. He goes, she goes, what is that? He goes, Oh, I printed out all our files. Uh, then Eleanor kind of gets a little stressed by that. She says, Jesus, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, I love you so much, honey, uh, like uh, to, to uh, cheat at you because she starts worrying, oh, if you're going to read my file. Also, you can pause it multiple times in this episode to see some of the names. Uh, I guess right now it's out of uh, uh, focus. We'll talk about some of the people who's like one of one or two of the people whose names you might not be familiar with. Uh, there's someone's name on the book. This will, I believe, a mystery. Uh, but I just emailed the person who I associate with this. There's someone whose name's on the board. So this is a little behind the scenes of Scoot's life uh, a long time ago. Uh, there's someone whose name's on the board. Uh, very, very uh, exemplary life. Uh, did a lot of things for other people. Who was the subject of an Oscar-winning short film, a fiction, a short fi- a fictional or a nonfiction? I guess a short film. Uh, I guess about like it was based on real life, but it wasn't. A, it wasn't a documentary. I don't know what you call those. Uh, a short biopic, I guess. That I happened to be an extra in, and I was cut from the movie before it won the Oscar. Uh, though my roommates that were also extras were all in it, so the camera panned across my roommates and then cut. Fake cut. To, probably heard that story before. Yeah, uh, so, you know, that's my, not my claim to fame. All my other roommates from the time they were in an Oscar winning movie as an extras, uh, as extras or maybe two out of three, maybe one of my roommates couldn't make it like she had to work. Uh, and now she's an actress, uh, which is like, uh, I guess that's irony. So anyway, so I thought of that when I looked on the board where was I, though? I got lost. But if you want to pause it, you know, there's some good names up there. Uh, but let's see. Eleanor stressed about her file, uh, possible test subjects. That was on the chalkboard. Uh, We're in love, you know, oh boy. I don't, j- you know, j- j- she's like, I don't know about your tone. She goes, oh, I don't want you to read my file. Will you still love me? Maybe you should read my file. Halloween 2013. Actually, it's funny because Halloween 2013 was like the end of my Halloweens, too. I think that was. Uh, Right, 2013 or was it 2012? Anyway, so uh, they, they go back and forth. Uh, I don't need to read, don't read my file. We're going to spend a turn together. Maybe you should read my file. Chidi, of course, is like, I don't understand. Uh, uh, just read my file. He goes, okay, once I'm done with this one file of this really, uh, another person has done a lot. And Eleanor's a little bit worried. Uh, then we go, we, we get a hint of about the good place sound when someone passes, a human passes the test and goes to the good place. Oh, there's this cheesy video. That's what it is. Uh, and it's real cheesy. It's really good. Uh, a lot of good fake acting in this episode, acting like you're fake acting, but it GD's in a green thumbs up. Good place. Architect t-shirt Tahani's in a human think it's like a off-white with a purple writing shirt and jason's in a red bad place architect uh, shirt uh what does it say gold onion bad acting yeah uh, let me see the video's about to roll here you know like well, let me, oh gold chain that's what it is jason also has a gold chain on uh but they say Jeez, that's the sound you hear if your human passes is a test uh new system's great uh, who do we who do we it's just great i mean really good uh, uh and they say who do we have to thank for implementing this michael says by me and then they say okay thanks everybody And the bad place architect people are like you got to be kidding me like you're making us watch this uh and they goes this over and then there's like another simply the best part that is simply the best uh then they argue about what's the lame or this uh, mo- this uh, d- work video in the new system or the old system. And Michael says the old system was basic. You know, you didn't even know anything about the humans. Uh, you just used a few things. Uh, and, uh, you know, used it this way. We're going to work with their specific, you know, like uh, the, we're going to help them. Uh, we're going to really dig deep. He goes, uh, trust me, humans are very flawed. And this is a chance to be a bold part of a bold new future. Well, Also, Michael played keyboards in the video where I put Michael on keys. Uh, then Vicky shows up. She calls herself a stone-cold fox, which I liked. Uh, uh, then there's an ad. I don't know if she, yeah, I guess she says, I'm a stone-cold fox. And uh, uh, they say, Vicky, what are you doing there? Then they cut to an ad. Then Vicky, they're like, why, what are you back? Vicky, what are you doing here? And she goes, I want to be part of this new system. Uh, I love the idea. And Michael goes, I'm not sure I trust you. Like uh, She goes, well, look, after I went into goo, I was thinking, well, my goo is reforming and I want to change as things change. And I guess she says a trite line because all the actors, she says, change can be scary, but an artist's job is to be scared. They say, well, I must be doing my job because that's how I feel 90% of the time without trying. But they say, okay, check out Tahani's file. She goes, oh, I don't need it. I know her well. Uh, and they have a good joke about shade and casting shade. Uh, then we go back to Cheedy and Eleanor. Cheaty's finishing up Eleanor's file. They have a discussion about sunk cost. Chidi is very impressed uh, because uh, she's lived such a full life and overcome so much uh, and gone on so many journeys. Uh, He goes, my file size is one-tenth tenth, uh, tenth the size. He uses, he says, I'm a damn drip, Uh, uh, which I thought was interesting. I said, can you say that on there? Uh, He goes, you were more confident at 13 than I ever was. and she goes, well, you still love me. He goes, yeah, but I might not be good enough for you. And she goes, you're confident, cheaty. He goes, yeah, I don't know. What about Nicholas, that fireman? Uh, and she goes, yeah, he was, you know, pretty H.O. to the T, but uh, I love you. And she goes, "We could always have a conversation about it, but if you know me, then uh, she goes, what have you done, not returned a library book? He goes, yeah, okay, yeah. And he goes, I put the, he goes, I'm making up for it, trust me, to watch the episode. Uh, and GD's in his doubtful place, which he say let's get back to work, you know. Rainbow sweat, oh, rainbow sweetener, I thought that's it. It's, uh, Eleanor has her rainbow sweater on. I guess technically it's not a rainbow, it's just a striped long sleeve tee. Neither a sweater nor a rainbow, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but, and Stan Smith's... Uh, has three colors plus pink uh, arms. Uh, well, what color? lime green, a royal blue, and uh, maybe a magenta uh, brick, uh, somewhere between those two colors. Uh, it could be a t t t or a sweater, light sweater. Okay, so then we go to the running the test center, honey. Lots of knobs to program the testing thing, which is kind of like in a radio booth. Uh, uh, then they say, no furry forest friends. The first test ends with furry forest friends. Uh, so they say, okay, no furry forest friends uh, for people. Uh, use something else. Uh, uh, the challenges the subjects face should be smaller and ro- more relatable. So Donnie's at a fancy party. First time a forest friend shows up. Second time, it's a talking smaller forest friend who has a shirt on that says, uh, Monday's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S, post-review, comma, am I right? Question mark. Oh, no. That was the title of the episode. But it, the T-shirt says Epic Bacon Much? Uh, with bacon on the side. And then they stop the test again. They say No Forest Friends. Oh, sorry. Smaller, more relatable. Like humans relate uh, to Mondays and bacon. And, and then... Oh, t- uh, then... Uh, and then Vicky says, what about if I try? I think I got this. She goes, first, you got to get into Tahani's headspace. Uh, Ella love Pish Posh, tuna and Pickles. Uh, you know, she does some Tahani. And then she goes, okay, let me think about this for a second. Uh, then we're back at the office. Uh, and Eleanor finishes up a book. She leaves, she goes to look for, for a snack bar, I think, Uh and then Jason says, what's up, dude, to, to uh, Chidi, he goes, hey, you have a tell, uh, I know you're upset. He goes, really? He goes, yeah, you tell to Eleanor, you're upset. Uh, and Cheedy goes, she's going to get bored with me. And, uh, he goes, I'm a boring person and she's an exciting person. And uh, Jason goes, yeah, you're different though. Opposites attract. And he goes, well, yeah, there couldn't be more bigger opposites than you and Janet, uh, and then Jason says, is "Janet, can you get bored with me?" And uh, Jason kind of walks out, sad. It'll get a quick call back though. And uh, she says, "Oh man, oh boy, you know Charlie Brown style." Uh, then yeah, we go back to the test. Uh, Vicky's running the program now, and she says, Place is action." And then it's a party at, uh, also at like about like 11 minutes into the episode without ads. There's a lot more names on the board. Yeah. But we go back and there's a dinner for, uh, Camilla, which again, I'm waiting for the, I'm a little bit ahead of the show because I've been pausing it so much, uh, Uh, But it's a dinner for Camilla. Uh, Tahani's there. Very fancy, dressed people. They say, oh boy, Camilla's album's not going to work out. Uh, She may have to fly coach and check a bag. Uh, But then their parents are there. They kind of, you know, uh, say something not nice to Tahani. And they say, do you have any praise for Camilla's latest album or any other aspect of Camilla? So many to celebrate. Tahani? Why don't you go first? Uh, you've had so many failures. Say something nice about your sister. Also, there's even more jokes in there. And uh, they, then the test ends, and uh, Tahani, this is really great acting, by the way. She goes, well done, Vicky," And she puts her hand on her tummy. Like uh, I just thought that was such a nice extra touch uh, after the test. Uh, and Vicky's pretty happy. And then the, the bad place people are like, oh, okay. So her parents are like the forest friends. Uh, and instead of forest friending him, they forest her self-esteem and they go, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they go, yeah, flattening the blankety blank of their hearts, uh, and I go, let's look deeper in her file and figure out how to challenge her. And the Michael goes, slow down, Vicky, uh, C+, plus, uh, just, just C+, plus, uh, not good. Maybe you should just leave uh, C-plus again. And uh, she goes, same old Michael, can't share the spotlight. And she goes, well, goodbye, everyone. That's a wrap on Vicky. Uh, then there's an ad. Uh, then we have... Uh, uh uh tahani uh, uh michael and janet and they're like why would you fire they're walking in a hall and they go why would you fire vicky michael uh what are you thinking he goes it was a beginners luck uh and he goes it goes It's a the secret sauce only i know how to put on the stake of this process uh and they go well, not only is vicky good at the design she's good at teaching and Michael goes, it's going too fast. Uh, and, you know, they go, whatever. Like, uh, you know, Michael's not happy. And then they go, just come on, Michael. It's uh, You just want your nemesis to help her solve things. And Janice says, you know, I had to ask a Lexa something. And he goes, no. He goes, well, thousands, hundreds of years. This is another one of these beats where it's really touching. And Michael says, you know, I had a job, you know, coming up with this system and trying to fix the system, uh, rolling a rock up a hill over and over, uh, and it roll back down again and I had something to do. And then Vicky, Vicky comes along and just lifts it right over the hill, uh, because pushing the rock up the hill gave me a purpose. Who am I if the rock is gone? Uh, then a, then a great joke, uh, after that, uh, uh, but they say, Jesus, well, we, if we don't get v- Vicky back, Vicky's our best chance. Uh, so focus on that right now with the fu- and then deal with the future in the future. Uh, then Cheedy and uh, Jason are in the lobby. And Cheedy's like, sorry, Jason, I didn't mean to, you know. Uh, he goes, no, Jan and I are different. You know, maybe it won't last like Montague's in the capital. uh And he goes, I read some books, man. And, but Chidi says, well, even if it doesn't make sense, who cares? Uh, you have a beautiful relationship uh, and you love one another. It's all that matters. Uh, and he goes, real, Jason goes, real, you believe that? And, and then Chidi goes, yeah. And he goes, okay. Then reverse, basically gives Chidi great advice. Uh, put it back in your head and realize it was you talking about you and Eleanor. And Chidi's very impressed. And then Jason goes, it was chess mate uh a uh, classic uh, uh then michael and vicky are in the lobby uh is that where they are oh no they're in the lobby michael and vicky talk and michael says she's oh they're in like the office yeah the where all the desks are she's got yoga stuff he goes she's i'm sorry about that uh it was my own insecurities please come back she goes nope she goes i'm a strong independent uh, uh, like, uh, in, in the suit of a strong independent woman, uh, headed out to ice yoga class or ice cold yoga class or something. He goes, you were the best part of my neighborhood. Uh, I took you for granted and that was wrong. And, uh, he goes, now I want to give you the role of a lifetime, run the whole project, uh, all my plans and notes, uh, then I'll step back. You take over, uh, full creative control, like a director. Uh, but she goes, no, no, that won't work. You can't just put me in charge. Uh, uh, she, he goes, well, I'm not going to give it to you. You'll take it. Uh, and she says, well, interesting, uh, not a I don't want to be a, your puppet. Uh, uh then we have Cheedy and Eleanor back in the office you can see even more names on the board uh and uh she says she's sorry uh, uh and then he goes, I'm gonna learn the guitar so you won't get bored with me. She goes, Actually I like drummers, read my file. Yeah, you know, but they retouch base of love, uh which is nice. Uh, then more bad acting because uh, more b- good bad acting because michael says okay for this next phase of training and then vicky they, vicky goes stop right there And they go i can't believe you're here and she goes that's right i'm taking over it's just you got to watch it uh i'm still standing mikey boy explain what you mean for me and everyone else uh so she 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 takes over, says, is everybody with me to take over from Michael? They go, oh, yeah. And then, you know, Vicky wants to take it a little bit farther with a little dance battle from West Side Story. But uh, they say, no, 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 we're out. And eventually we get to this big final scene or, or series of scenes. Maybe there's one more ad break. I'm not sure. So Vicki takes over, Michael storms out. Vicky wants to have the dance battle, uh, but they, they still leave. And then it's 1.28 Jeremy Bear Me later. Later. Uh, we have a, a tag, and then it's, a, it's a, we're in the good place, or Michael's neighborhood of the good place, uh, the new afterlife architect training school. Uh, and then a picture of Vicky like, uh, it says Artistic Director Vicky. She's kind of, she looks, it's a very prototypical sign they've seen. Uh, a very prototypical sign they've seen. But then uh, it's definitely worth a rewatch because uh, people are coming in from the train station. It's a bit like an a adult a college origi- orientation or something. At some point a panda bear just appears. Uh, uh, but there's check-in desks. Vicky's talking. Uh, I don't know. There's probably even more cookies hidden in other places. Uh, She says, Welcome, everyone. Good place, architects to the left, bad place to the right. Grab your packets. Glasses start in 30 minutes. My movement for uh, uh, Volcano Friends is full. And everything looks smooth. Oh, also, someone was holding an auction sign that said E32. I think those were people that work there because I'm seeing another person in the background felt nowhere to go everyone has tote bags i'm not sure what's on the tote bags it's like a circle with someone's profile maybe there's good oh and it looks like there's good place and bad place ones the bad place ones are red and they say oh man michael you got that rock up the hill uh now you now this is very janice says now we just have to find your next rock uh and the first neighborhoods are up and running. Soul Squad is all together here. They say Then the chime comes—the good place chime. They see that means someone got into the good place. And Michael and Janet have these big smiles. They go, uh, "Who is it, Prince?" "I got to be Prince," that's what uh, Eleanor says. And they go, "No, it's you guys." Uh, Judge agreed. Uh, saving the universe worth a few points. Uh, you're in. Everybody's cheering and happy. They go, I can't believe, believe this is real. Then a balloon, hot air balloon comes, a gold one. And they go, yeah, well, let's do it, I guess. Uh, holy moly, let's do some traveling. Uh, uh, you coming with us, Michael and Janet are, of course, coming with us. Uh, they get in, everybody's gathering around. Uh, uh, they got all their name tags and their tote bags and the, the, the balloon starts to take off. They say, see you bye. J- or Jason calls them fools, like Nick Foles A-N-F-O-L-S, and F-O-L-O-L-S. Uh, and the episode comes to a close. Uh, so that's that. So let's, let's just keep going here with, like, what else came up on this episode, eh? Am I right, Mondays? Am I right? Let's look up some stuff. What about the Happy Mondays? Uh, they were an uh, uh, English rock band from formed in 1980. Uh, let's see. Bridge in Manchester, independent rock music of the 80s, and the UK rave scene, drawing influences from funk house, uh, psychedella, like a, that word, you know. Uh, they had a first in- incarnation on factory records, uh, that was in the mid eighties, uh, and they were an important part of the M- Manchester scene, rave culture, and even Paul McCartney was a fan. Uh, then they disbanded in 93, kind of split up formed some other groups, uh, uh, let's see, another reincarnation, the Mondays would be later, uh. And, yeah, you had a couple of other, like, reboots. And then there was, oh, because they were in, uh, oh, the 24-Hour Party People, wow, has has them in the movie. Uh, some of the, oh, no, they're played by, oh, they did have, uh, Paul Ryder had a cameo. Yeah, then a the third incarnation uh, was a reformation with some of the original members. I performed in Liverpool in 2006, toured, toured in the late aughts, uh, and then in 2012, they had a fourth inc- incarnation. So a lot of stuff. I mean, I just wanted to bring it up because I thought of it when I thought of the Monday. So what about easel? I said, what would happen if I looked up easel? How do you spell that? E-A-S-E-L. Uh, which is an upright support used for displaying or fixing something resting at it uh, at an angle of about 20 degrees to the vertical. Traditionally used by painters uh, for paintings uh, or to display paintings, uh, typically made of wood. Uh, Easel painting is even considered a style of painting. Uh, It's an old Germanic synonym for donkey. in other languages, the only equivalent is uh, uh, for both the animal and apparatus. Uh, they've been used at least uh, as early as the ancient Egyptians. Uh, there's tripod designs, there's H-frame designs, there's multi-purpose you know designs uh, that you could see more modern ones even. Uh, and they could be full height, standing on the floor, or shorter for a table. You got artist easels, children's easels, display easels, darkroom easels, facilitation easels, and paint stations, or studio easels. A field easel, which we saw, someone was painting something in the first or the first or second season of uh, the Good Place, that we saw too. So, I don't know, that's just a little bit about, you know, it's easy, easy on easels. Uh, so I thought of, like, the, 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 there's these One Piece computers, which I did I looked into a little bit, and I think they're probably Wang computers, is my best guess. Uh, but I couldn't find anything super interesting about it. So then I was like, oh, what, have we talked about One Piece on this show, the Japanese manga? Uh, it was... Uh, uh, it's been uh, serialized since uh, July, because when I was a librarian, it was ex- extremely popular. Uh, it's by Oda. It was uh, ju- started July 22nd, 1997. It's come out in 95 of its own volumes. It follows the adventures of uh, Monkey D. Luffy, a boy whose body uh, gained the properties of rubber. Uh, after taking a special fruit, he's got he hangs with the straw hat pirates, uh, and I never actually read any of it. I just would give it out to the youth I worked with at the library. Uh, but it sounds it sounds like it's episodic uh, and uh, too, because they're in search of a treasure, the ultimate treasure known as One Piece, uh, to become king of the pirates. It's now a media franchise, Uh, it's a festival film, an anime series, uh, which started in 1999. 14 feature films, uh, which was one film and then 13 television specials. Uh, Several companies have done merch, video games, uh, and eventually it was recently in North America and the UK. Uh, in 2004 and 2007 it's re- received praise for its storytelling art characterization and humor several album uh, uh volumes of the manga have uh, broken publishing records including the highest initial print run of any book in Japan Uh, the official website for Oda says that, uh, it has set the Guinness World Record for most copies published for the same comic book series by a single author. 462 million copies in circulation, 43 countries. Uh, so that's pretty, pretty, pretty successful, huh? Uh, so yeah, it's, uh... Like uh, Monkey D. Luffy, whose hero and idol is Red Haired Shanks. Uh, uh, The world of One Place is uh, populated by humans and other races Uh, fish people, big people, uh, uh, you know, forest friends and humans, a lot of other stuff. This does really sound interesting to me. Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot, lot more about it here. Uh, media, let's see what else we have uh, the festival films, the anime series, uh, theatrical films, uh, the video games, music, uh, light novels, arts and guidebooks. Wait, a theme park here. A restaurant modeled uh, by the same name opened in 2013. Yeah, Fuji Television Headquarters, an indoor theme park located inside the Tokyo Tower, uh, also opened. Uh, they may have done a live-action series, or they may be trying to get a live-action series made. Yeah, it looks like they just ordered, Netflix ordered a season of 10 episodes of live-action uh reception you know the the, the, let's see oh there's the reproductions of the two pirate ships going merry and thousand sunny i just remember waiting for these uh, to come out like uh it was like when does the next one of these come out Uh, and i would look and and try to have it pre-ordered for when they came out what volume are they on now i don't know I was just trying to look that up too, but, uh, yeah, so it's a little bit about one piece. Okay. So one of the names on the board was, uh, Toyohiko Kagawa, uh, who was, uh, uh, lived from, uh, 1888 until 1960, a Japanese Christian pacifist and a labor organizer, uh, uh, Kagawa uh, worked and spoke and at length the way to, to employ Christian principles in the ordering of societies and cooperatives. Uh, he had a vocation uh, to the poor. Uh, advocated for William w- women's uh, suffrage and peace. Uh, he was born in Kobe, Japan. Uh, he, like uh, went away to school. Uh, was taught by uh, some missionaries. Uh, And so he learned uh, a lot, learned about Christianity. Uh, Later, we would go to college and then the seminary. Uh, But he wasn't so sure about the technical side of doctrine. Uh, He believed in Christianity in action, uh, like the parable of the Good Samaritan. And so in 1909, he uh, started becoming a missionary, social worker, sociologist uh wanted to work hard at com- com- combating poverty. Uh, he first published uh, researches in the psychology of the poor based on experiences he had uh uh that brought attention to more middle class uh, Japanese Japanese people and uh, you know a lot of other stuff uh, that uh, people needed to know about then he got into labor activism in the 20s um uh, and he even was, uh, like, uh, authorities weren't pleased about that. He wrote, uh, a few fictional novels, uh, during that time. Uh, he was involved in a lot of, uh, labor, you know, peace work, uh, uh, advocate, advocacy for a lot of different people, uh. Uh, his economic theory was expressed in his book, The Brotherhood Economics, which advocated that the Christian Church, the cooperative movement, and the peace movement unite in a powerful working synthesis to provide a workable alternative uh, to capitalism, socialism, and fa- fascism. Uh, his work in the cooperative movement uh, consisted of founding several consumer cooperatives in 1921, uh, Co op Kobe uh not a consumer co- cooperative uh koyoto uh consumer cooperative uh tokyo student consumer cooperative so a lot of those uh, three-dimensional forestry He uh, tried to persuade many of japan's upland farmers in the 1930s uh that the solution to soil erosion w- was uh a tree planting uh, to preserve soil, uh, food supply, help animals, uh, three dimensions of one system. And there's a lot more about it, but I do wanted to bring that to your attention to, uh, what about siphon? Siphon, uh, from the ancient Greek, uh, Greek, uh, pipe or tube, uh, is a wide variety of devices that involve the flow of liquids through tubes in a narrower sense, uh, It refers particularly to a tube in an inverted U shape, which causes liquid to flow upward above the surface of a reservoir with no pump, and then, powered by the fall of the liquid, flows down a tube under the pull of gravity and then just discharges a level lower than the surface of the reservoir from which it came. There are two leading theories about how—this is all from Wikipedia, everything I've been saying today— theories about how siphons uh, cause fl- liquid to flow up tube against gravity without being pumped or powered by gravity. Uh, the traditional theory for centuries was that gravity was pulling the liquid down one side of the siphon, uh, which resulted in reduced pressure at the top of the siphon, and the atmospheric pressure was pushing the liquid from the upper reservoir uh, into the reduced pressure at the top of the siphon like a barometer or a straw, and then over. However, it's been demonstrated that siphons can operate operate in a vacuum. Jason would be happy to know that. In uh, height exceeding the barometric height of liquid, consequently, the cohesive tension siphon uh, cohesive tension theory of siphon operation has been advocated, where the liquid is pulled over the siphon in like kind of like a chain. And it also, need not be that one theory be correct. Uh, Uh, that uh, circumstances may determine it. And I'll link to that article some more. You can read about siphons. What about the best? Uh, You know, a lot of us are familiar with uh, Tina Turner's version or Janet and uh, Michael's version, but Bonnie Tyler originally recorded it in 1988 album Hide Your Heart, uh, written by Mike Chapman and Holly Knight uh, and produced by Desmond Child reached number 10 in Norway and number five in the UK. Uh, and then Tina Turner released a version in 1989 uh, that became highly successful. Edgar Winter plays the saxophone on Tina's, uh, T- Tina Turner's version. It was on her album Foreign Affair. Uh, and uh, Holly Knight said, you know, it's a song that's positive but not cheesy. I don't know what movie it was on. Maybe, it was, I think it was like in one of the movies is why it was also so popular. But I don't know. Let's see. Popular culture in the United States. Uh, uh, let's see. A lot of sports teams use it. Uh, and it was on, oh, HBO. That was why. That's probably where I, where I heard it. it. was uh an HBO promo. That's uh, definitely where I heard it. Okay, what about sunk costs? Let's get real quick. It's uh, in economics, the sunk cost is known as a cost that's already been occurred and cannot be recovered. Uh, I think there's like the sunk cost fallacy. Let's see what the Concord effect is. Uh, Sunk costs do, in fact, influence people's decision. The sunk cost fallacy or Concord fallacy is a fallacy that investments justify further expenditures. Uh, the the Concord fallacy derives from the fact that the British and French governments continued to fund the development of the Concord supersonic airplane, even after it became apparent there was no longer an economic case for the aircraft. Uh, the British government privately regarded the project as not going well commercially, and it should have never been started. But there was political and legal issues. Uh, uh, or if you had a ticket to a baseball game, the ticket buyer could choose between two things if he doesn't like the game. Uh, paid the price of the ticket and sat through a game you don't want to watch. Or paid the price to t- for the ticket and done something else fun. Uh, so there's a lot more about sunk cost and it's something that comes up sometimes, you know. Uh, then uh, another person's name on the board, uh, and I'm not sure the pronunciation, uh, Derek Parfee, or barfiet uh, uh, uh derek Parfit, or derek Barfield, uh was a British philosopher uh who specialized in personal identity rationality, and ethics uh one of the more influential moral philosophers of the twentieth and twenty first century uh, he's he's come up on this before. Personal identity. I think Cucidi may have had one of his books. Reasons in Persons uh, on What Matters. Uh, let's see. His uh, ethics and rationality uh, kind of suggests that non-religious, non-religious ethics is a young and fertile field of inquiry. Uh, self-defeating. He discusses self-defeating moral theories, the self-interest theory of rationality, ethical frameworks, morality, and morality and consequentialism. Uh, he's posited that self-interest has been dominant in Western culture for over two millennia. Um, you know, mixing with religious do- doctrine, which united uh, self-interest and morality. Uh, when self-interest is our supreme rational concern, uh, it instructs us to, you know, make our life go as well as possible. Uh, self-interest makes temporarily neutral neutral requirements. That would be irrational act for ways uh, we know we would prefer later to undo. As an example, be rational for 14-year-olds to listen to loud music or, uh, you know, do stuff they could get in trouble for. If they knew it would detract from their future well-being and goals, uh, that's. Uh, but it would be rational to commit any acts of self-denial or uh, things that didn't negatively. It would be irrational to do that if it effect, uh, d- affects negatively our well-being. Uh, like uh, so, this is just the things he talks about, not necessarily his spouses. In his second book, uh, on what matters, uh, argues for moral reasonism, insisting that moral questions have true and false answers. Uh, he also says suggests that the three prominent views in moral philosophy—Kantian uh, consequentialism and contractualism, which they all talk about—ultimately uh, converge on the same answers. Uh, the affluent have strong moral obligations to poor. Uh, so I think that's a pretty good uh, thing. It talks about personal identity. A lot, a lot of stuff for you to check out and read through and enjoy there. And then I'll link to an article about West Side Story. Uh, you could read more about West Side Story, the film, or the uh, the musical. I'll link to the musical. Uh, it's inspired by, uh, William Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet It's sit in the Upper West side in New York in the 1950s. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's like a, one of those great, uh, great, uh, musicals and the well-beloved, uh, and then also film and has a dance battle that Vicky really likes. So thinking about uh, Vicky dancing as you dance off into dreamland. Good night.